0: where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? States today we are reeling from another mass murder of innocence. this time children in an elementary school and their teachers it's really hard to make sense of this living in a culture that is destroying itself. I've never trusted humans to make much sense of anything with our minds. And so I look to the natural world to understand things. And I believe deeply in the reflection of the micro and the macro as above, so below. And so if I look at each human, like a cell in the body of humanity, and then I look at the cells of a human body there are cells that will attack and destroy other cells of the body. This is part of our innate immune response. White blood cells, especially macrophages, will isolate and devour other cells if they are seen as a danger to the body organism. The cells will do this for outside invaders like pathogens, bacteria, viruses, protozoa, fungi, but it will also do it with cells in our own body that have gone rogue. Like cancer cells. Cancer cells have one really important mechanism, actually several, but one in particular that is broken. Within the body, cells have programmed apoptosis, which means when they grow too much and they're bumping up against other cells or they're sick or their DNA is degraded, they will die. It's programmed cell death. Cancer cells have that turned off. So they don't stop replicating when they should. And in fact, they have an overproductive mitosis, where they just keep um, rapidly dividing. And so in the body, the immune system will notice these cells and will neutralize them. But sometimes that doesn't work. The cells go undetected, or they're so aggressive that the immune system can't respond, or the immune system is already weak and the cancerous cells replicate quickly and aggressively. And I definitely see those behaviors in human cultures, those who would take over everything if they weren't stopped. That is the mentality of empire. They respect no boundaries, They don't recognize their own delusion. And they're willing to slash and burn everything in their path. But what about these kids? These young men who take firearms and kill people close to them, like their mothers and grandmothers, and then kill innocents, children, people at a concert, people in a movie theater. In the human body, when a cell turns on innocent cells and starts to destroy them, that is something we call autoimmunity. For instance, a common and growing autoimmune disease in the United States is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Most people who have hypothyroidism or an underactive thyroid have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, their body, for some reason, has decided that the thyroid gland is the enemy. It's just sitting there innocently, having done nothing to deserve this. And the body mobilizes an attack on the thyroid and begins to destroy it. This also happens in autoimmune diabetes, or type 1 diabetes, where of no fault of its own, the pancreas is targeted as other, and the body mounts an attack on the innocence of this organ, destroying it. This can happen with connective tissue in autoimmune diseases like scleroderma and lupus. This can happen in lung tissue with autoimmune diseases like asthma. This can happen with brain tissue in autoimmune diseases like multiple sclerosis and ALS. And some say Lyme's disease in its chronic stage. So these young men who go and kill innocents, they feel like an autoimmune disease to me. Something's gone wrong that makes them want to destroy their own, to destroy their host, the life that has provided for them. So again, if we look at the body, what do we believe about why autoimmunity happens? There are lots of theories. There seems to be a genetic component, but genetics don't determine with certainty that autoimmune disease will be exhibited in the individual. There seems to be a huge correlation between autoimmune disease and trauma. That traumatic impacts to a life, especially a young life, exponentially increase the risk of autoimmune disease in later life. This is borne out through the ACEs studies. ACE stands for Adverse Childhood Events. Researchers have found that people who score high on an ACEs survey or people who've experienced a lot of trauma in their childhood are much more likely to have chronic illnesses like diabetes, like heart disease, like depression, mental health struggles, asthma, celiac disease, and autoimmune diseases of all kinds. So if these young men are mirroring a process that we see in the individual human body, it is likely that their inflammation and desire to destroy and lack of discernment about what to destroy is connected to trauma. The large majority of mass shooters in the United States are white boys or white men Statistically, white men have the most access to mental health support and to avenues of power and control. White men are also supported in their belief that they are entitled to power and control because of systemic racism and classism and systemic white supremacy. And so when these young men are traumatized, unseen, unloved with a foundational belief that they are owed a path to greatness because of the stories of our culture, And then that path to greatness is blocked in some way that feels outside of their control. They fall back on another cultural norm, which is conquest, conquering, and using violence to do it. At least being the hero in your own story, if you can't be the hero in the larger story. And so these young men pick up guns and they act out their trauma with projected rage towards those who still have a chance at happiness, the innocence that was robbed of them. Of course, I have no idea if what I'm saying is true or right, or even in the ballpark of what is true or right. It's just one woman's ramblings, meanderings through a thicket filled with thorns and snakes and a dense fog. The truth is, I have no idea why these boys kill people. And I don't know what we've done collectively, for sure, to get us to this point. But because I'm a human, and I long for answers to understand, I work these questions in my mind to try to find something that resembles understanding. But the truth is that it's elusive. But that lack of certainty cannot keep us from addressing the gaps and the failures that we know exist. These young men who kill, it is not a surprise to the people who who know them and have known them their whole lives. We know who who these people are going to be for the most part. But the intervention is lacking. We know white supremacy exists in the United States, no matter what anyone on their political platforms might tell you, it is clear and apparent, but we cannot find the fortitude to mobilize in united action to change it, or the humility to accept it as truth. We know that our children are not safe in their schools but we can't make the decisions necessary to keep them safe. We lack the fortitude and the humility. These are truths. When someone comes to me as an herbalist with an autoimmune disease, the first thing we do is try to quiet their nervous system and send signals of safety to the body to begin to reverse the damage being done by the the, um, sympathetic nervous system hormones, cortisol, and its cohorts. Because as long as the body feels like it's in danger, the true work of healing cannot begin. It feels to me like identifying these boys early, seeing that they're unsafe in their homes, in their communities, in their own minds, and getting to work early, right away, creating safety for them, not an entitled saccharine coddling, but the work of true resilience, of flexibility and developing the skills of interpersonal connection Once we start to work on meditation, uh, minimizing stimulation, gentle body work, breath work, and send some signals to the body that it is safe over a period of time, then we get to work decreasing the inflammation, using herbs that are anti-inflammatory, changing diet away from foods that are common triggers for inflammation and allergens. Maybe introducing some adaptogens to help the nervous system recover and the immune system recover. That's also important for these young boys that they develop physical safety, and to be deeply nurtured. Most of them have felt neglected. This most recent mass murderer, they're saying, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I've read, he had one friend, he was not popular. He never had a girlfriend or a boyfriend. He was othered, ostracized, put aside. Until we can heal that primary fracture in our communities, that impulse to other and exile and humiliate and shame and bully. We cannot begin to heal this trauma, this problem. We cannot begin to reverse this systemic inflammation. We teach children in our homes how to do this by the way we talk about people and the way we talk to people and the way we talk to our children. We program them with the skills to other, humiliate, exile, sabotage, gossip. When my daughter was in second grade, there was a boy in her classroom. His name was Lucas. He was othered, ostracized. He had two mothers. He couldn't keep his desk organized. He was always losing his paperwork. He was hyperactive and unfocused. And one day, their second grade teacher dumped out his desk in front of the whole class and said, all right, Lucas, I've had enough. We are all going to sit here and watch you organize your desk. In that moment, Ashlyn's second grade teacher added the ingredients to Lucas to become a mass killer. My daughter came home and was so angry. She was angry at Lucas. She was indoctrinated already. He was other. Dangerous holding us back, can't keep up, messy. She was disgusted by him and it was not her fault. She was taught to see him that way by the system of control and conformity. The way Ashlyn, my daughter, saw Lucas and the way her classmates saw Lucas were more ingredients to make him a mass killer. Now, of course, he has choice in all of this, how he will respond, how he will grow through these challenges, who he is as a person. We all have responsibility for our own actions. There was a lot stacked against Lucas. I have no idea who he is today, how he rose to those challenges, if he overcame them or if he didn't. But I know there is a predictable pattern to creating mass killers in the United States and we know what that pattern looks like, but we don't have the fortitude to interrupt it, to confront ourselves, to say no more, no more assault rifles, no more ostracizing, no more othering. No more overlooked trauma and bullying. No more white supremacy. No more aggrieved entitlement. No more prioritizing test scores over humans. No more prioritizing profit over health and life. Until we can address these inflammations we will just continue to suffer the symptoms. And these mass shootings are symptoms of a much deeper disease. May we find our fortitude and gather our will and say no more, enough. May we stand together and demand change, because if we do not, the symptoms will only escalate. Ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at the herbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me.